Could you imagine if Jared yeah. was president? What do you think? Uh, it would be interesting. Happen. It would be yeah. a very, very he, interesting Yeah, but I'd listen, though. You yeah. know, you guys would be my cabinet. I'd be like, what do we do? That would be a problem. We should probably be yeah, involved in the cabinet. Why? You should be definitely part of the cabinet. Oh, man. I'd You're going to be my secretary of state. Yeah. Oh. Also, what happened to Space Force? The Black Rifle Podcast starts now. So Logan's married. So that's getting cool. right into it, huh? Yeah, just getting right into it. With, what's what's it feel like? It feels good. the The whole reception was probably the most epic thing. It was like the most epic way that you could get married. I think Seriously? you could ever possibly do. Yeah, to go and kill everything that you're going to eat for your wedding feast, minus some octopus that Justin Lee right. uh, provided for us um, that I didn't get to eat. Yeah, but everything else, uh, wild boar ragu. Axis tartar, liver pate. We killed, we put everything on the ground that we ate for the wedding feast. It was fucking cool. Yeah. Did you, you hunted a pig, and I already know the answer to this, but you hunted a pig with a K bar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was traditional. Uh, <laughs> How, that's a traditional. Okay. So fight. explain to me the logistics on this. So you're it in was, Hawaii. Where are we at? Yeah. I, Maui hunting safaris, okay. um, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite places to hunt in the whole world. Right. Uh, but it's run by Don and Rodney. Uh, it's a family-run outfit, and Emily, their daughter, is like one of the main guides now. And okay. so it's a completely family-run operation. They've got one little hunting lodge uh, on the property, and that like you stay in bunk beds the whole time. Like It's, it's like really old school and fun. And uh, we showed up that morning, and they had... Uh, their buddy Walter out there with dogs. And then we uh, basically the whole first day was just hunt hogs on the property. And it's really cool because it's all like plums and wild guava fields. All oh, over wow. Okay. So, so these things are fat. They're fat. And you're they're eating good while they're, you're walking. Yeah. You're just munching on guavas. <laughs> what? Like, are you serious? The, yeah. The, the diet of these boars is like, it's oh freaking crazy. It's fruity was, meat, huh? Fruity meat. Um, Rihanna had actually hunted a uh, wild pig in California, like in wine country before. Yeah. And that meat's really good. Um, but this stuff was like so incredible. And they made a wild elk or wild boar ragu. So they like sous vide the hawks for like six hours. And then we cooked it over the open flame, shredded oh it up, gosh. and then made a, a spaghetti sauce with it. Oh, dude, it was so good. What? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's kind of, now that I hear this, it's worth the flight. You know, when he had told me about this a few weeks ago, like, hey, I know it's last minute. The food alone is worth the trip. For my wedding. I'm like, it's kind of not something you say a week out. Yeah. It was like three weeks. It was. It was like three weeks. (laughs) My my oldest birthday was that time. So I couldn't make it or else I would have for sure. Well, I mean, like, uh, we, we need to commend him because this is his first and only. His only marriage. Yeah. yeah. And wedding. Yeah. First Marine ever. Yeah. Yeah. One first engagement. <laughs> yeah. First marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is. Yeah. This is a big this deal. A big deal. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we should write the Commandant of the Marine Corps because he probably should get a post, you know, service award. Yeah. Something. We should He'd probably write a have Navy achievement or a Navy accommodation medal. Yeah. We were just talking about this. Uh, Yesterday, actually, JT and I were talking about this. We were, we were talking about how 
that doctor a few years ago, you went in for, you were having a stomach issue. And he's like, well, I think you have AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Like, just went from what? zero you to AIDS. You just went from like zero to AIDS. That's a like, great title oh, for man, this episode. Oh man, I have some stomach problems. That looks to me like you got the AIDS, bud. It has to That's, remember yeah. this, zero to AIDS. That's the title of this one. <laughs> real quick, real quick. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny when I went in there too. He was like, I mean, he made he came to all sorts of conclusions right off the gate just by asking me a couple questions. But he was like, oh, we're going to, he's like, I'm really worried about you. We're going to run a whole bunch of blood tests. He's like, do you, do you, uh, do you want to hang out or should we just like call you whenever for the results? I'm like, I'm not moving from this chair <laughs> frickin prick until you come back with these brothers. We're like, what kind of doctor does that? Oh man. That's I think it's hilarious. Thing. I think it's like, it's almost like a skit. One of the skit doctors is just like, well, I think you have AIDS. And they're like, what? Well, I, I don't know. I'm just saying like. What happened? My eye is like fucking burning. And oh. <laughs> oh, because of uh, I have that uh, firecracker farms salt all around this one. Oh, my God, just... dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you oh, better... like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is like. <laughs> I was using that on here the other day. Like, oh, yeah, you don't touch yeah. anything Did around you... here. Uh, Come on, all man. All I touched was the mic, no, man. I think, I think I can see some on the what? table right there. It's in my eye. Oh. I gosh. got my dad some of that for Christmas. Cool. It's amazing. It's wild, man. Look at JT's having a whole fucking fit. Listen, firecracker farms, hot salt is great. <laughs> He's probably it's allergic to it, too. When it's in your eye. It does. Oh, it, it really hurts. I, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Like, look at his eyeball right now. It is like firecracker farms red. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for this. Yeah, you're so welcome. I'm really glad, uh, I'm really glad like- to show up today on the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Not a paid sponsor. Yeah. Not we we yeah. don't take paid sponsors on this show. Thank this you, is Firecracker great, Farms. My face product fucking sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how our episodes are. So we've been on like seventeen topics, and Jared's hurt already. <laughs> Jared's hurt. <laughs> Jared's hurt. Whether it's emotionally or physically, yeah. or you know, someone wanted to really open up a wound. Yeah. Uh, we just we just nuked Jared's right eyeball. Um, but you were supposed to do a show with uh, Sean Tosh. Yeah, he'll, he'll come in uh, tomorrow. Yeah, because so. uh, we're in the middle of the really bad weather. That's supposed. To, I mean, it's it like, hasn't it's started yet. Well, I yeah. keep looking, and there's your eyes. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> ignore it for right now. I'm ignoring it. All right? <laughs> I could be throwing a much larger fit right now <laughs> that was congruent to what is happening to my face, Ooh, but yeah. I'm not. <laughs> Dude, did I tell you? Have I told you guys about the first time I ever saw Sean Tosh? No, where were we? Okay, at? so we were in uh, two five together, which was what? my first. I unit. didn't know that. Yeah, and so I'm in. I believe we were in Kuwait. We were either in Kuwait or Bahrain or Jordan. We were in one of the what first. One of the places. Yeah, um, and it was uh, the first part of my first deployment, and. It was one of those uh, heads that it's like all the enlisted from the unit uses the same bathroom Mm -hmm. in the morning. You know what I mean? So there's like 500 guys in there all getting ready at the same time. And I'm walking past a row of sinks and I just see this this dude with his shirt off and his back is just fucking so wide. And I he's got a tattoo across his back. And, I, and I'm like reading it as I walk by. I'm like, who is this fucking guy? And it, his, it, he's got a tattoo on his back and it just says, weak people suck. <laughs> and I'm like, I that, must know this man. That is, this is so, so epic. great. And um, he, he was the company commander at the time. Everybody fucking loved him. Uh, I wasn't in his company, but I'm like, I wish I was. Um, and he 
boxed every single Marine in his company in one fucking day. What? Yeah. In one day? In one day. Like nonstop. <laughs> every single person in no his company way. boxed. He made them box them. Yeah. That's... I mean, they, that's yeah. how you lead a company of men. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, oh all, none wait. of you can beat me up. Guess what? Guess You're going to listen to what I have to say. Yeah. That, that's, that, that is a force to be reckoned with. Like a guy that's going to box <laughs> that's, every single dude, that's day. That's a hundred, that's a, that's a that's a hundred and fifty yeah. rounds of boxing. That's, that's, in should one be in a movie. Go, dude. Like it should Whoa. be. Oh, they should make a movie about that guy. Seriously. <laughs> have you read his, uh, his Navy cross citation? Mm -hmm. Oh it's, yeah. Fucking insane, he's dude. he's a he's a legitimate crazy person. Yeah. He rode across the Atlantic with a buddy of mine that I was with the agency with. Um with like three guys total mm -hmm. or something? Yeah. Or yeah, was yeah. it four? Three or four. Yeah, Brian. Brian's a uh awesome dude. We were uh we worked together for several years. And I didn't know they were friends. We we're all in Colorado. So um well, they're all in Colorado basically. That's how they met. But um Brian was constantly working out everywhere he went, everything he did. And so it didn't surprise me that those two linked up because you, if you follow, if you follow those guys, they're like on assault bikes and fucking constantly working out all the time in every fucking place. Is like he's got he's got a uh, he's got one of those assault treadmills. I have one yeah. here at the gym, but it's do you know what a treadmill is, Jared? Yeah, yeah, I have, have a self-propelled treadmill. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah, he does. I use it. It's well, every time it's, he comes. To I'm rooms. the guy that uses it. No, it gets and, me. Uh, <laughs> it gets me. <laughs> the, and he has it. He has it like outside on on the deck of his house. So he's like out there running on this fucking treadmill outside because he's like, I'm just logging too many miles and it's too hard. So not too hard. But like the elevation on like knees and shit. So he just puts it outside and starts running. I'm like, that's a great idea. So I've learning that from him. I'll wheel the tre treadmill out in the summertime out here and just start running outside on the treadmill because it's a little bit easier. Once you're, once you're old like me, you get like fucked up knees and hips and shit, but you know, it's good. Dude, do you remember you came up with this idea and I really hope that we don't let this one go, but we were going to like get a Viking ship. Yeah. And it's going like, to Denmark. Roll. Yeah. And we were going to go from Denmark to the North, you know, Northumbria. Yeah. In, in yeah. like a classical Viking ship. It's yeah, four the classical. Days. It's four days. That's right. just, we would sail. Well, what is this in fact, if in, infatuation that you have? Like you're 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 of Portuguese descent. Yeah, you're not with a Viking, Viking stuff. No, Sweden. Well, dude, he's living with Caleb. Like, what do you expect? Uh, Sweden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. only half. Only half my family is Portuguese. The other half is Swedish. Oh, that's a. It's that a, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that makes a lot more sense. Like, I now. mean, in like not very far removed, we're talking like they came over here in the twenties. Oh yeah. Okay. So I mean, we're right. we're not we're not far out. Mm -mm. Um, no, but my fascination though lies with putting myself in that situation. These guys would make this trip, you know, four or five days in a fucking sailboat from Denmark to England. Like, I want to know what that felt like. I do too. Yeah. I think Are you of Viking descent too? Probably. I'm Germanic and Danish, so mm. more than likely. I don't well, know what else. Yeah, that's be. pretty much right up in there. Yeah, yeah. That's, So I mean, yeah, what was it like? You know, what, what did they eat? I didn't like, have how did any, they eat? What so did they, any of that stuff. Yeah. Salted I mean, fish. Salted fish, yeah. probably. Or did they Some, fish? Yeah, they probably did they probably fish. Probably a little bit of grain, but I don't know. 
Yeah. I have, I have like, I don't, do you know what the numbers are on those? Like how many guys would they have in one of those? It's like 30 to, to 90. Yeah. Like are some of those boats. Cause they would, mm. your big, biggest thing was you needed to have coverage from the sun, you know? Well, I don't think yeah, they had that though. Yeah, they did. They did? They, yeah, they had. They did? They, yeah, they would build this thing that just, huh. you know, covered the, it was just like uh, canvas, cloth, right. whatever, or furs. Or, but yeah, yeah, you're not going to go spend five days in the open ocean with the sun beating on your head. You know, well, that, no. That's how you, you know. That's how you sunburn. get skin cancer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's you, what they were really concerned about. Yeah. Did you watch the series Vikings? Yeah. Yeah. The Vikings one, and you brought up uh, Barry Sadler. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, um, who his song? I think I brought this up before. But the Ballad of the Green Beret. Ballad of the Green Beret. That was the number two song in 1966. Wow! Yeah. On the, like the all the charts. Mm-hmm. Number two, and That's then insane. did you know he came up with this series uh, called Casca, the book oh, series? No, it's. I, I think I, I I do remember reading about him, and yeah, he was he wrote a. a Fictional book series, yeah, and the, wasn't it about where like a soldier was in different time periods? Yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool, and it's uh, Longinatus, who um, he basically was the Roman soldier that stabbed Christ on the cross. Oh wow! And he was he's cursed with being an immortal soldier, so he goes through all oh, of human wow, history. That's wild. As such a, a good, as a soldier, such a good series. Oh, to, it's it's is so it, it, incredible. Is it well, I'm on book six is it well now. written. Oh, yeah. It, okay. It's like these 300-page Pulp Fiction books that you yeah, can yeah. burn through one of them in a day. Okay. Wow. They're and there's six really, of them or eight of them or how many? Oh, there's tw- he wrote 22. Oh, God. They're, and then they picked him up after. He was killed in like re- a really weird way. Um, or he, he got into some crazy shit later in life. He was living in Central America for a while, and then he shot a guy in the head, uh, and then he got shot in the head. Um and there's there's not a ton of good it's information. High on my list of things I try to avoid. What getting, getting shot, shot in the head, head or yeah. living in Central head. America? <laughs> getting shot in the head. Uh, I think both of those things would be low on my list, which would be I don't want to be shot in the head or at all in Central America. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, I, I, there is a seri- like a sense of avoidance. Yeah, to some of these, you know, like yeah. I don't really travel to Chicago. Right. I don't. I can't remember the last time I was in Chicago. It's somewhat irrelevant. I just got back from Mexico. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, how was that? Uh, it, it, it it's it's really interesting. You know, Mike. So Mike Glover, myself, my dad went down to CPI, which is the Cellular Performance Institute, where we got stem cells. So um, I got to try it. Like I have, like I've had really really bad neck issues, like, and I've basically been a, in a low level of pain for years. So I can't like move my neck around very well, and and then I have tendonitis, and I got I've broken I don't know five or six bones. So it's like just constantly in pain, you know. And a lot of it is like, you know, I've been fortunate enough not to have lost any fingers and toes like you guys. And then you wear NVGs and kit for the majority of your twenties and thirties riding around in vehicles, working at night, like all that fucking weight on your head. Mm-hmm. And then it smashes your, well, I shouldn't say it smashes, but it compresses your vertebrae, gives you long-term back problems and neck problems. So Mike just had, Mike, Mike Lover just had neck surgery. And 
he's been dealing with it, like very similar pain that I have, like very, very similar. And we're basically at the same age and like, fuck, dude, do you not want to have neck surgery? Because it can go 50-50. Um, so we we're like, fuck it, let's go down. And, uh, you know, my dad's got, uh, he's got a COPD, so hopefully it can help him with that. We'll see. We'll see in the next few weeks. I can tell you right now, like like CPI just as a as a organization, we're really fucking squared away. Scotty, the guy that runs it, really interesting guy. Uh, he seems like very genuine, authentic, and and really fucking caring person. So the people there are really incredible. Staff's amazing. It's in TJ, so it's always like, oh, it's in TJ. Um, We've been there, yeah, yeah. For similar it, items, dude. It's it it, it works. So, I did mean, you do the IV or mm-hmm. the direct? No, I shot. did the IV. So, I I did. I couldn't get in on this round for the direct shot um, for your disc, but I gotta go get another series of MRIs on my back, take a look at it. But right now, I can tell you, which I'm not even a week out, but. I don't remember a time where I've been pain-free and that feels weird. <laughs> it feels really weird. Yeah. I, it's just, it's like I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, okay. And I've been sleeping too, which wow. is like a whole other That's thing. Cool. I've been fucking sleeping. It, it, Mike, I, I call Mike every day and I'm like, how you feeling? I call my dad, I call Mike. I'm like, how you feeling? He's like, it's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, it's weird. I don't, I, Mike obviously had major neck surgery and he had injections so i'll have to let him speak to the process and what he thought of it but it is strange we were flying back on the plane talking about this feels weird and i was turning i was like turning my head talking to him and i realized like holy shit i can turn my head left and right and it it's like, man, is there something? When, when's the other shoe gonna drop here? Yeah. Like, is there something going on? Like, I don't know. And this my is dad, temporary. dude. So my dad hasn't had to use his inhaler for the last week, and I, I check in with him every day, dude. How are you feeling? What do you? What's going on? So my my process and what I'm trying to do is I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna look at some of these other therapies, and then see how we can help develop a protocol, and then I'm gonna sponsor a bunch of vets to go down there and. And go through some of these to see how well they work. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you go down to Tijuana to do this because the U.S. has a certain limitation on the amount of stem mm-hmm. cells that you can receive for mm-hmm. a given treatment. Yeah, and there are types too. So uh, the FDA has basically restrictions on the type and then the amount. And so they've got to pull from like your hip and then they'll put them back in. Uh, direct injection, and there's only so many that they can pull from you specifically and then put back. Plus, it's it's yours, so if you're 50, 60 years old, you're not going to get the same result versus like an umbilical cord or something like that, which I don't know where exactly um, how they're manufactured, but they definitely have a different result. And then you have to go like, you know, there there's like Panama, Colombia, Mexico. There's different places you can go in South America um, this was recommended. This is where a lot of the MMA guys are going. So I was down there with, uh, Joshua Emmett. Um, he just had a UFC fight, uh, like last week, another guy, um, uh, Stuart who does 
documentaries with on like MMA fighters. He's a Canadian. He's awesome. So much, so much fucking good information around guys that are like, they all have really bad issues, right? So they have hip issues and tendonitis and they've, they've neck, like neck is like the number one issue for everybody I've been talking to. So interesting because if you do a lot of jujitsu, you're always raining your on neck thing. Yeah. gets fucked up. Um, so the guys, a lot of the fighters are, are seeing huge results. Uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll continue to report on it over the next few months. And then, uh, if I continue to see the same results, then I'm going to sponsor get some more people to I'm get down sponsor there. some guys to go down there and I'll pay for their treatment. Uh, but I wasn't going to start sponsoring guys to go down there unless I had like gone down, checked it out, met the people and, and really gone through it to see, Hey, is this something that we can go shoulder in? Cause it's expensive. Yeah. It, it is. It, it's not something like that's attainable for everybody. And like, if it works for vets, because it's supposed to be really good for TBI, I've absolutely noticed a difference just in the last few days. In the last few days, cognitively, that I'm I'm a little bit faster. I can I can feel it. You know, it's not it's not it's not a placebo effect because I have the same same daily routine. I kind of go through like you know I, I've talked about it before where I do like math in the mornings and I do it for speed. I do it for time and accuracy and I do a bunch of other fucking apps and there's to, a noticeable uptick. I have to show you something. You got a calculator? Um, yeah, I got a calculator. I, I nice. found this, um, but it's a shooter's calculator. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. That remember we were talking about sick. that last time and I, I found this. God, I'm not going to be able to remember the company that, that I got. But they've got sick. the formula for yeah. unknown distance right on there. That is, that's a, that's a fucking good calculator. Well, right hey, there. you know, I, for Christmas, I got a 338 Lapua. I saw that. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, that it's, was the, uh, we're going to need to do some math for that one. Oh, yeah. Stretch that one out. Yeah, I just had the guys from Alpha on the podcast, and they were educating me on brass, pressure, Distance and accuracy, they're going to be more consistent on the show. They're fucking phenomenal people. Yeah, just awesome. talking about the ballistics of mm -hmm. bullet flight. They weren't really talking a whole lot about ballistics, more about the development of rounds, where they're coming. So their, their brass, why is it differentiated from others? Why are they winning so many different competitions? Kind of like it's, it's a really interesting episode. If you haven't had a chance to, to listen to it, people should go check it out and actually listen to it. And they kind of went through the evolution like where does this where do these rounds come from like what, six gt or yeah. you know seven som all these crazy fucking rounds and they're like oh yeah it's just a lot of guys tinkering and figuring out how to like increase shoulder width or whatever right yeah and it's crazy how much it's evolved in the last 10 years yeah it's like when i was in we shot 308 and 50 cal and that was pretty much it that was it and now they've got so many different calibers well it's because everybody around. has real access to the equipment to do this stuff now because you know reloading is a popular thing mm -hmm. like it's the same thing with the film industry and camera industry you know if you rewind the clock back or, or let's just take podcasts for example you go back to the when we started drinking bros in 2015 i had to buy equipment that was all for voice recording right. in, a, in a studio i had to run a giant mixing board and i had 
you know, four condenser microphones that are vocal mics to sing mm. into. And I had to balance them and then run them into a direct input into the computer and things like that. Whereas now you can get on Amazon prime and buy a podcast kit mm. with a podcast, like this podcast mic says pod mic, like yeah, this yeah. mic is designed for what we're doing now. So as you, when, when the industry supports everyone's ability to do it, like you're going to, we're going to see inventions, you know, it's, it's why so many good content creators have come out of nowhere and built brands and built, right. built, built everything out of nowhere because they had the tools at their disposal. And it's not just sitting on a back lot in universal in Hollywood to do it. So it's, it's like, look at Raka Raka, you know, they they just put out a movie called talk to me. Have you seen it? Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, it was so good. So you know, uh, Raka Raka so made good. that movie. No, I didn't like, know that. You know, the Australian twins yeah, that yeah, like yeah, beat yeah, each yeah, other to death yeah, through, yeah, yeah. and throw each other through walls. Yeah, yeah. That is their first film. They huh. wrote it, directed it, produced it. Yeah. That's like, cool. It's impressive. Yeah. It was a really good horror movie. I went movie. and saw that movie by myself cause I knew nobody was going to want to go see it. Oh, seriously? Yeah. 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 I I just, I love horror movies. And uh, it was so good. It was such an interesting concept. Do you know anything about it? No. No, no clue. So so it was really cool because, like, the whole movie is through this this hand. Like, yeah, it's like a, 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 almost like a mummified, they have like a mummified hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it all POV or something? Or? No, 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 but but like it's a it, real movie. Like it, it no. looks the concept right. starts off with these kids who have this hand, and they're like filming. They're like doing social media, and you grab this hand and you do it for a certain amount of time, and you basically say these words, and it allows there's a you ritual, to, like a ceremony to it, and it allows you to be possessed. And so they're like filming as you become possessed in the middle of it while you're holding this hand. And it's really interesting how bad it turns huh. out. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Really, it's so, such yeah, a th- cool there's a concept. Whole, there's a whole like ceremony to it where, you know, when you initiate, you know, when you touch the hand and you say, talk to me, like everybody in the room can't see anything. But the person that's sitting in the seat that's touching the hand, whatever the demon is that's about to, to jump into you has appeared. And you can see them. And then you init- you say the words that invites them in. And then you have to have a candle, and when you they, they have they have a way to get to get them out, and there's only a matter of there's a certain amount of time that they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we can't go over ninety seconds, right, right. Like uh, we don't know what happens after that. Yeah. So like like yeah, these people fucking flip out because they're possessed by these crazy dead monsters, and then it gets really spooky. But it's the plot is so original. It's like yeah, you, the twins aren't in the movie at all. Right. Like they just wrote this phenomenal <laughs> movie. And <laughs> put it out. That's cool. Yeah, cause I'm. You know, the, not very many decent films are coming out anymore. It seems yeah. like. And like, I was like, I saw that. I was like, this is like an actual original, cool, modern concept. Um, it's creepy. E- even if it, it, it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not. Even cheesy, if you don't like creepy. horror films, huh, like it's okay. just like what they put forward and the concepts that they're tinkering with are so interesting. It's, it's for sure worth a watch. It's cool. Yeah, I haven't seen anything for. Well, I shouldn't say that. Fargo, the series. Have you seen it? I haven't watched the series. Bro, Fargo, the series, because it's, it, I, I believe, I could be wrong, but Fargo, this the movie was originally done by the Coen brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And then they did a series for Amazon, and there's, sure. I think there's yeah. five five series, so it's there's, there's five years of it. And I'm working my way through right now on the... the the fifth or the the most recent and it's really really fucking good 
like the main character in this this season as far as like the bad guy is uh the main actor from Mad Men John Hamm. Yeah, John Hamm and he does a great job yeah. as being a colossal prick. It's awesome. Wow. <laughs> it's so good. And and then they've had yeah, previous seasons they had like Billy Bob Thornton, he was the bad guy and they've had like really so really good. cool cool characters that and it's it, it, the other thing is is, is you know, it says it I don't know how true it is but it's got to be because they say it, it up front at the beginning of every every episode which is this is a true story the only thing that has been modified are the names that's it so you're watching this going how is this, this fucking possible like it's crazy yeah it's crazy <laughs> and and then they 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 have multiple generations so it's getting more modern now but it's it's a great series i don't i don't really watch a whole lot of tv these days for first you know i think i found most of the things that i'm watching are are on youtube I watch a lot of youtube yeah i guess when there's I some good them. stuff on youtube yeah it's amazing like there's so much the really good channels that guys yeah. are curating. Creators around, have like, become God, amazing man. now. They're just like, incredible, man. Like people are just they're they're Coffeezilla, like dude. <laughs> yeah. Oompaville. Like I, like if you want to learn anything, like you can go to these channels, you're like, wow, this is really nicely yeah. done. Like I have been I've been watching a lot of uh philosophy lectures. So I've been watching a lot of philosophy lectures from you know guys that are PhDs in philosophy, right? They're teaching at some university or, or they did at one point or there are other guys. And, and you know, I don't completely um, discount just because somebody has a PhD, I'm not going to listen to them, right? So some people are completely and fundamentally against it. I'm like, ah, actually, they've done a lot of research, so it doesn't really dissuade me from, from watching. I mean, Jordan Peterson's incredible. Like in the things that he's putting out, I think are absolutely incredible. Douglas Murray, like that guy, I love watching Douglas Murray. I don't know if you guys have watched any of his stuff, but he's incredible. He's a he's a British author and journalist, and he's been taking on wokeism yeah. for years. He he wrote um uh was it the mentality, the mob mentality? I forget. Uh, he's War on the West is like the book that that I just finished, and it's, it's fucking amazing. And the guy is so articulate. He he's the 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 Did version. He write the madness of crowds. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, madness that, of crowds. That book is so crazy, incredible. <laughs> he he's got it. They'll post okay. lectures and then debates. So he's debating people. And I mentioned this on Joe's podcast, the monk debates. I've been watching a ton of these debates where they'll bring in the, uh, what we'll say more aligned politically, politically left and political right. And you just, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy them because it, it, it's like watching an intellectual MMA match mm -hmm. and you're seeing the two parties go back and forth. And you're obviously, listening to their point for point and you can see and hear how, Oh, these fucking dudes are going to hang themselves. Just like in a fight. <laughs> like, Oh my God, you just opened yourself up where you're just going to get destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and because <laughs> it's so logic and, and, and to be fair, like 
this woke philosophy is so fundamentally flawed. flawed yeah. Like all, like there's so many holes in it. It's, it's just, it can't even. Well, there's like, no solution. Yeah. They're not like, like that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. It's just like so ridiculous. The one thing that you can prop up to like, like one fundamental thing you can always look at the left is I've never heard them offer a solution. They complain very well. They complain and want to change things, but there's never a solution of like, this is, this would work better if we did this and this is why. I don't hear that from that side ever. All they do is is castigate, throw stones, and oh, oh, we we need to get rid of this because of feelings and things of that nature. But there's no solution like that improves like the collective humanity. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think they I think they throw out a lot of um, they've got some hypothesis. Nothing that's like nothing that's been tested. Or it's just and then theory. Like, yeah, it's just like bullshit theory that yeah if we did this you know if everybody got a participation trophy it would be a better world you're like ah yeah. not really and i'm just using that as an yeah. oversimplified point but it's just so ridiculous and it's so easy to make fun of because it's it it's counter intellectualism it's counter being skeptical counter progress it's so because, easy uh, yeah <laughs> it's like in, in by the way like make skepticism cool right yeah. it's like yeah, why isn't it cool? Everything. Like question everything. Just be a like why can't we just question things and go, hey, actually I don't know. And you should be doing it both on the left and the right. Who cares? Yeah, like, like, hey, who uh, fucking cares what party and what 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 jersey they're running? Question the shit out of them. Like that's that's your job. Like try to find the right answers. And if somebody starts pushing back saying, like, oh, you don't, we don't need to do that because it's just the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, because absolutes are fine with me. Like no like rules are made to be updated via like new situations, via new experience. Mm -hmm. Like to you know, if you take, you know, the seven dash eight from from Vietnam, it's changed a lot. That does not yeah. translate to Baghdad. <laughs> no. some, some things do, right? Yeah. I mean, like speed, surprise, violence of action, like fire superiority, yeah. yes. elevation. Some things like, do. But. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> principles. Like principles of warfare, essentially, as long as like projectiles have been thrown around, like some of them stand true. But like tactics and techniques, yeah, you can change those like underwear. And you're supposed to be updating. You're supposed yeah. to be modifying for the current yeah. situation. So, yeah. Well, I mean, look at where it seems like it's gotten us, which is we're on the precipice of a election year. And it's like, we don't even know if we're going to have debates anymore. No. Like, it's crazy to me. No. <laughs> what happened to, like, intellectual discourse and, and debate? Like, why have we it's decided offensive. that it's okay that it's that's no longer to tell a somebody thing? they're wrong. Well, yeah, because if, if, if somebody's always being offended, and it doesn't matter because it, it whether it's left or right or, or in the middle, and if you're like, oh, I'm offended, okay, sorry. Fuck off. Like, who cares? Like, I, last time I checked, and I don't want to be like, you know, that old guy, but it's like, <laughs> you remember like sticks and stones? Yeah. Break your bones, but words will yeah. never hurt me. It's like, man, I'll tell you what. Country of fucking whiners, man. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. It's just like, or defend dude, your position. Chill out. Saying saying I'm offended, like did, you did nothing. Defend your position. Yeah. Why? Why is that offensive? Like, and, and, and what does that have to do with you? Right. Like, because a lot of this is third party offense. Mm -hmm. You're being offended for somebody else <laughs> that has not affected you. <laughs> like, <laughs> so strange. Yeah. Did you guys see Oppenheimer? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, so, I, 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 I most one of the most incredible movies I think it was I've really seen, great like, how they did years, that because yeah. I didn't I didn't expect that I didn't know they were going to tell it tell a story like that mm -hmm. and I feel like they really they really did a good job. It was Nolan, right? I don't know. Yeah, Christopher yeah, Nolan. Yeah, I don't know. Like 
he really showed like number one how much we screwed him. Number two, like like how much of a you know, how much was on their shoulders then? Because we forced the science community's hand to do something that none of them wanted to do because they knew what that meant. Once they opened that box, like this was you can't go back. Yeah. That like, was, and I thought that was a very cool underlying thing about that whole movie was you're watching the psychological toll on these guys, you know, including him, you know, oh, yeah. and how many people quit because they were like, I just, you know, I don't want to do it. I don't right. want to be responsible for this. Right. Yeah. And I didn't realize what blew me away about that whole storyline was the possibility when they're coming up with these equations, like oh, we may end the, the entire, yeah, we may yeah, blow up the universe. Was, I was like, set, what? Set fire they to the fucking atmosphere. Yeah. What? <laughs> and we still tested it. <laughs> yeah, we're like, do you there's guys, a one percent possibility. Do you, do you realize life. that though? <laughs> set, set fire to the atmosphere. What? And you're telling me this now, like before we press the button? Yeah, man. I was, I was like, we still tested it. We still tested it, Dude. and then we developed like. A hundred plus nuclear weapons over the course of the next 20 years or something like that. Like I, we just went. We made them way bigger. Oh, yeah. I had I had a dinner with uh, Eric Weinstein a few months ago, and he was talking to about how he believes there was this departure in physics at that point. So you had the, the evolution of international or we'll call them like Western physics. And he thinks that basically there got to a point where the government was like whoa <laughs> we need to we need, we need to, to like, split these guys up oh, well, well, we can't, we can't let them hang out <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can't unring some of these bells and more importantly we can't develop information then propagate that information into the academic community and then allow the international community and academic community continue to go kind of unilaterally seek out some of these weapons that could destroy the world. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's interesting. I think he touched on it on a couple different podcasts, but I mean, obviously he's a super fucking intelligent guy, but his whole theory is like, yeah, we got to a point where everybody said we should maybe distract them with other things, maybe <laughs> yeah, like yeah. space travel. Yeah. yeah. That seems pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. right? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. What about theoretical physics doing more like space stuff? <laughs> yeah. Like, is, yeah. there, is there aliens? The whole reason hey, for the space is there aliens? Was you know to what get I mean? the scientists obsessed with something else <laughs> yeah. other than yeah. weapons of mass destruction? <laughs> yeah. no, oh, hey. You guys are too good at this. Megatons? Just no. Kidding. No, we're good yeah. at megatons. Like, we don't need teratons. <laughs> Just going to throw this out there. What do you think the Possibility is Get, about like uh, you know uh, <laughs> travel to other dimensions, right? <laughs> you know, like let's not concentrate on weapons so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming into the office, it's like, hey, you know how our last one was fifty megatons? I've created teratons. It's like, no, no, no. We do not want to blow up the western portion of the United States. I got a great States idea. I found a new bomb that's made out of water. What? No, no, no. And, hey, it, man. and it multiplies on itself. Yeah. No, hey, no, we don't hey, need that. Brilliant. Mind. Think about space travel. Yeah. Like the 
the possibilities of aliens. You're, you're and whether like clearing or not they them exist. out of their, <laughs> out of the labs. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's asbestos. We got to get you out of here. Yeah. We're taking you over to NASA. What's yeah. that? Ah. <laughs> Is that where those Germans went? That's yeah. that's that's all the space race was. It was just distract them. Yeah. Stop making weapons, guys. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. How do we get to the moon? That's an interesting question, right, folks? Ooh, Ooh, there's cheese. There could be cheese on the moon. Let's find the cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like cheese. I like cheese. And the moon is right there. It's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we just we just uncovered this. We did. This is this has been a cover-up. This has been a conspiracy, you know. Eat your heart out, no. Alex Jones. Like, we just figured this we out. We figured it out. Like, the space race was created solely to distract the science community to stop <laughs> making weapons of mass These destruction. These brains need really complex problems. Yeah, that are let's unsolvable. Figure, yeah, that are unsolvable. Let's let's get him down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Right? Albert Einstein led the charge. He's like, get him to talk about black holes. Hey, yeah. Let's talk about fucking string theory and black holes and, like, you know, warps in time. Huh? Time yeah. travel. That's an interesting one, right, fellas? Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> traveling at the speed of light. How does that affect time? Yeah. <laughs> I think we just got to give ourselves a pat on the back that we haven't nuked ourselves Jeez. yet. Like, it's not that bad. We haven't gotten to that. I point mean, yet. we've gotten pretty close. There's been a nuke that's dropped off of the coast of South Carolina. They still can't find it to this day. That was in the late 50s or early 60s. Yeah, but so far, it's so good. It kind of came you off. Know? You that's know? good. It's good. Yeah, can you imagine? I would dropped a little something. Um, yeah, well, we would probably cover it up. Yeah, like, for sure. Like if we accidentally dropped a nuke, we'd be like, oh, Russia did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then here we go. Yeah. But can you imagine like, you're, you're, you're in the military and you're down in the Marshall Islands, right? Yeah. Where they're just vaporizing the, the coral yeah, bikini island sea, is that what it was like, called bikini island yeah or, yeah, yeah yeah i have a picture of, of one of the bombs yeah, yeah, yeah literally right outside yeah. the office but think about like your e4 snuffy you're like hey we want you to go down here and be on this ship and in <laughs> in in the ocean we're you're you're gonna be part of this this whole the new study. team of people, it's yeah. a study. You're going to watch this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Here's a pair of sunglasses. Here's some sunglasses yeah. and a sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a turtleneck. You know, we got to keep your skin it's a unexposed. radiation turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> you are now a you shell back. You don't know shit about this technology. Like, we didn't know shit about it in, in the 1940s. These dudes are just wearing, like, Ray-Bans. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, put my Ray-Bans on and watch this nuclear bomb go off. Hey, what was a... Um, See, I think we should bring it back. Like, like, think of that for pay per view. Hey, we're gonna lie, we're gonna, we're gonna set off one of these thirty megatoners. Like, we yeah. could use like, the moon as like a cool place to blow shit up. <laughs> it could be like a firing range, you know? Yeah, we don't need that thing anyway. No, we don't. Let's blow that thing up. Yeah, <laughs> like, tides yeah. suck. Oh, tides yeah. suck. Yeah. Tides suck. Yeah. We're on an anti-tide <laughs> campaign. Low tide, high blow tide. that moon up, man. No too shiny. Yeah. I don't like that thing. Yeah. It's too shiny at night. I mean, let's just take it down a peg or two. Yeah. Fucking. Hey, I haven't been able to like get all of the information that's come out uh, after the Epstein uh, trial has come up, but I saw like a bunch of stuff about Hawking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what, funny. Oh, like the what, memes are like what, so many the, memes. What was that, dude? I was gonna make the worst joke the other day. Was on the list. Yeah, his name was on the his list. His name was on the list. Yeah. Hawkins' yeah, yeah. name was on the list. Mm-hmm. So is Jimmy Kimmel's, isn't it? Is I, it? I, don't, I didn't. It wouldn't uh, surprise me. Yeah. Like, I well, I saw a bunch of memes about that. Like they're like how defensive he was the whole time about it, and oh no, look, look why, 
right? I yeah, I, I I haven't gone too far into that. Just you know, just kind of like seeing from memes, basically, like what's going on and like you know what people are posting. But I thought it was uh, like when you look at a list and you look at court documents. How much is that? How, how much is that is like really dis like it's not as if you're getting the actual truth, right? Like, because yes, you're you're going through court documents and transcripts, okay, but that's assuming whatever they're saying is true. Like, so that's also saying like people don't lie when they're under oath, under oath, or not disclose or hide things. Like, yeah. okay. But what's the motivation not to disclose things if you also know the people, the most powerful people in the world are associated with this and that they might be your only saving grace? So are you going to disclose their personal information knowing like these guys might be the only hope? Yeah, I'm just just trying to like unpack it a little bit and say, okay, so what is the actual involvement of some of the most powerful and wealthy people in the world? Because wouldn't they be the the last remaining lifeline if you had any hope whatsoever to make the difference and if you disclose their involvement you would be basically chopping off any ability for you to save yourself do you think I, I, I don't know I, I don't know because also too I mean you have the you have the one side of Ghislaine you know got convicted you know guilty 20 years 20 yeah. plus years okay and then that's that and then you have all these people that have supposedly been out there multiple times, you know, with her, of, of accordance with her, of her scheduling it or whatever. So it's like, are all of them just playing, oh, I didn't know anything. Like, her trial was pretty fast. It was, hey, yeah, you're guilty. For, get in. So, yeah. I, I, I keep waiting for somebody to do, like, a really in-depth analysis. Deep dive, yeah. yeah like, like, I think that's – because I don't have the time to go through fucking court documents. I'm not going to do it. So I'm waiting for, like, the really deep dive. You know there's going to be a series of documentaries on this. Yeah, it's got to be. And there's going to be really good content that's going to be made from it where people have really put the, like – Time and stuff in. Yeah. 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 Again, like, you got to look at the timing that's happening with this stuff. Like, we, how we just discovered they used uh, the moon race to distract us from the. We just discovered that. I mean, we honestly, just can we that. name that? And, they, they, and then, do you guys also remember right when uh, COVID was kind of like at its shittiest? Yeah. That was when they released those three videos of the UFOs. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Like they just yeah. c- are continually yeah. like, freaking dropping this but stuff. They also are still like, yeah, dude, we, aliens are a normal thing. What are you guys talking about? <clears throat> and then everyone's like, what? 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 Hold okay, on. What I'm are you busy. talking about? I'm yeah, busy. I'm busy. I don't iPhone. Yeah. I'm playing Angry Birds. Yeah, 14S is out, bro. <laughs> playing Angry Birds. <laughs> New Zelda's dropping. Got shit to do. Yeah. What? Where are you guys sitting on um, Vivek right now? I haven't watched anything yet. Um, I mean, I generally, I like him. Like he's, he's young. He's like, he's got good points very, when I hear him speak. Yes. He's got, a, he's got a ton of really good points. He's like super fucking hungry. I think, um, and he's young. I, I you know, we haven't done this like, before. What, 36. Yeah. Something right. Like that. So he's like 36. He's, he's older than that, isn't no, he? I think he's like 36, dude. Could be wrong. Like, look it up. Let's see what, how old he is. But he's young. 
He's really successful. He wrote a great book called Woke Inc. in preparation, I think, for this. I know know a lot of people in his his, uh, circle, to include his campaign manager, and everybody says really good things about him. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. 38. 38. He's so my age. A couple, See, I'm also. just as smart as Vivian. Could you imagine if Jeremy yeah. was president? What do you think? Uh, it would be interesting. Happen. It would be yeah. a very, very he, interesting Yeah, but I'd listen, though. You yeah. know, you guys would be my cabinet. I'd be like, what do we do? That would be a problem. We should probably be yeah, involved we should in be. the cabinet. Why? You should be definitely part of the cabinet. Oh, man. I'd You're going to be my secretary of state. Yeah. Oh. Also, what happened to Space Force? I'm jumping around. It's still going. I know it's still going. But what? It's still going. Why, yeah, it's doing still satellites and stuff. Yeah, what are they doing? Like, doing cool stuff. Space stuff. So your Secretary of State, that would be good, right? Foreign relations? You yeah, can, you can think, foreign I relate. I think I'd rather be like the director, right? Of so, CIA? Yeah. That's it? That's what you would want? Yeah, yeah. Would I be I able know. to I give you... Could, I don't think you would I Would, would I be able to give you more power? Am I authorized as the president to be like, hey, I want to roll this back to like around the 1950s. <laughs> No, but I think I, I think that, that that was like part of what Trump tried with with some of these guys, like General Flynn. He was known as the guy that like he really reformed the DIA. He he had made some very pragmatic inst- institutional changes, and we, you know we saw how that big machine pushes back. Yeah. They don't they don't they don't really like a lot lives. of changes. Yeah. They don't like that. They're they're galvanized against big changes, you know. Big government. What would you want to be, Secretary of State? I think. Or I, think. I mean, defense. Uh, no, energy. I think energy. Oh, yeah, well, that's a good energy. One. Yeah. You don't want to do war, huh? No. Who's going to be our war guy? You think Mike Glover? Ooh, that would be a good well one. because he's a tactician. Plus, he's 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 emotional. Or he's Andy. prepared. Andy would just no. Be like, Andy, would, let's go to war. Yeah, and he would cool. be like. Yeah, every 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 two days he'd be like, I'm starting a new war. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why? Like <laughs> Secretary of War. He's like, listen, that's what. Yeah, we're bringing, we're going back to di- the names. Back <laughs> yeah, then. exactly. Like, I'm the Secretary of War. Like this is what I do. Like if I'm doing my job, we're at war, boys. <laughs> when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. You know. I mean, I think I think no. Andy would be my press secretary. Yeah, because that would that would be the greatest. It would it would warm my heart to watch him every day sit in a room with mainstream media and just be like, "I'm sorry, say that again, you fucking idiot." (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. 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 (laughs) So dry. I would watch the press conferences every day. (laughs) Like, I kind of want to film this. Like, if we just rebuilt the set and we just shoot on Andy, you never see the reverse, and it's just Just him just roasting the fuck. That would be a good idea if you didn't live in stupid land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently you you wore, yeah. you wore the stupid pants today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does, do you have a reminder? Is it written on your forearm to breathe? <laughs> three seconds in, three seconds out. Yeah. God, that would be – I want to I, I watch that show. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, after spending a week with Glover, that guy's – he is a lot of fun. Like, I mean, I spent a lot of time with Mike either way, but we had a blast. We were fucking laughing. Like, he is funny. We were laughing all the time. Like, like eighth grade. He is super fucking funny. <laughs> like, the guy is so just, fun to be around. You with hey, you, we're just, we're just those, ridiculous. Like, I've done we're just two of those weekends with him and Andy oh where we go gosh, like, speak and teach people stuff. And it is 
nonstop, like nonstop. Andy roasting Mike yeah. <laughs> for like kind of like being an airhead. Like. <laughs> and and it, with my, it threw my dad in the mix on that, oh, where it's just oh, like, Lord. oh man, like, like, you know, I, I was reading through the text. I'll, I'll just like, I'll just read some of these texts from my dad because like they're funny enough that I think we should probably read them. Just publish them. Just, yeah. It just, it just sounds super funny. Right. Um, God, I can't even read these. Like they're so bad. They are. Like, bad. It's like this is this is like really just an in, it, inside my dad and I's text chain, which I think is super funny. I was like, "Hey man, how you feeling?" He's like, "Feel good." I was like, "Do you still have a cough? No cough." And I asked him, "Are are you still gay?" And he's like, "Of course." <laughs> 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 and then he's like. Uh, yeah, I was, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, my previous injuries are hurting. And he's like, does your asshole hurt from getting – I was like, yeah. Like, it's just like back and forth with just like one dick joke after another, like just over and over. It was just my dad and I going back and forth around this. You know, my dad's 77 years old. He's still fucking hilarious. And he, we're still making the same jokes that we were making when I was like 60. You know, I grew up with him, right? So it's like most of my life was just doing dad and I, him making fun of me as a teenager, which explains a lot, by the way, but just to my, the inside of my relationship with my father. Did you get that Volvo fixed? Yeah. Oh, God, the Volvo. <laughs> the Volvo. The like, Volvo. Dude, I should, oh, we still have that thing. I should fucking drop that off at his house. Oh, God, that would be, but you should put it on the roof of his house. Oh, what do you think, like, the best, <laughs> the best prank you did on your dad, would you say, like, growing up? He, we've we've gone through these. I mean, yeah. we did the, the, yeah, the Hillary I, sticker. Yeah, Hillary sticker was a good one. Yeah. I haven't done a really good I mean, one. we got him really good with I'm the... I'm trying to make him healthy so I can fucking troll him again. Yeah. yeah. Again <laughs> you like, feel a little guilty yeah. trolling. Yeah. I, uh, we got him good with that song, you know, when we told oh, him that yeah, we did yeah. that that login yeah. tribute song. Oh, I And we used that. the audio bites yeah. of, of him. Yeah, Tim Montana yeah. made that song about how he was a logger, like making dicks out of wood so he could share them with his buddies. Wanna cut me a tree, make me a wood and dildo. Wanna pound my ass on that like it owes me money. Yeah. We were singing that. We were singing this on a river trip. So my buddies can't come with me. Gonna cut me a tree and make me a wood and dildo. But anyway, so, so his dad didn't know that this... This is the song that we wrote. And so yeah. we got all these. We were like, hey, we, we're doing this. Tim Montana's writing this tribute song for a logger. Yeah, we yeah. need to get some sound bites from him. So he was like, okay, okay. So he's like, yeah. he's, he gives us all these sound he bites so, of how proud he was. He was so pumped. And, like, and then so we're like, hey, your song's done. Like, we get it back from the producer. It goes through all the the real studio-style stuff. And, you know, the beginning is all, like, his dad giving these quotes. And his dad's like, oh, my, oh God. my gosh. Yeah. And then it starts with, like, string and cello yeah. music. And he's like, yeah. and then it comes into those lyrics. He's on the and, verge of tears. Like, and then yeah, just, he's, <laughs> he's thinking... It's like these guys have done something so nice. They, they nice finally for me. did something. They nice. finally did yeah. this. And here, I'll, uh, I'll I'll just give you guys a little snippet of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I have it on my new phone. Oh, I do. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. See, it's so. It's. Best job I ever had was. 
be falling timber today probably if there was really any need for it. It's all automation, most of it now. Nobody wants people to Is that just going through and cutting them down, or somebody else going to pick them up? Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather do that, too. Well, it was just a, uh, it's kind of a solo job. You know, you don't have to depend on anybody else but you. Not waterproof, in essence, but water resistance. Oh, dude, he was so, like, touched at this point, by the way. Like, he was like... It's like the greatest call ever. There's a girl harmonizing. <laughs> he was Emily. so upset. Remember how red he got? He started pacing. He's he was, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. He couldn't even say anything. He was so mad at us. So he mad. Was so mad at us. So mad. <laughs> so mad. Uh, and like, then we told him it was on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pulled into this. Uh, I, I haven't, I've never told this story before because it's it's just like me trolling my dad, and I have so many stories about trolling him. But so we're in <laughs> Seattle, and and uh, I was like, hey, we're gonna go to this really cool restaurant. Like you know, it's it's quaint, but you know, it's it's. Uh, I was like, oh, it's 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 an Ethiopian restaurant. You're gonna love it, but it's super quaint. You're you know, you got to check it out. So I just pull into somebody's fucking house <laughs> and I was like, I'll pull around. I got to park around back and he gets out and knocks on the door. <laughs> some people's fucking house, like in some random spot. I was like, I was like sitting on the truck laughing at him, flipping him off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was like, he, and he was like, comes right. Like guys, he's arguing with him. He's arguing with the people like, in the house. Let me in. I'm ready to eat. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Like, yeah. Reservation for two, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like knocking on the door of some random person's house. Like, hey, I'm here for Ethiopian. What? You get out of here, old man. You're crazy. You crazy son yeah. of a bitch. I, I was talking to him the other day. I was like, are you, uh, are you going? Cause he still rides his Harley quite a bit. It's like, are you going to go ride your Harley? You know, do this thing. He's like, yeah. I was like, well, do you like shine them up before? He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, so you, do you like shine up your buddy's hogs and do you guys like ride them together and go out and shine each other's hogs? He's like, oh, fuck you. You've been shining each other's hogs, getting out there on the open yeah. road with shining your buddies. The house. Open throttle. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. I'm gonna cut me a tree. Dude. <laughs> I like that even the lines before he's like, it really is a solo affair out there <laughs> in the woods. Best job. Doing it yourself. Best job I ever had. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. No, just, it ain't all automated now. Well, now I'm doing just me. <laughs> he went, he was talking with another guy down at CPI who was another logger, and they went on 
I had to walk away because they started talking about chainsaws. And they're like, oh, you remember that 0313 back? And he just starts talking about chainsaws and this chainsaw or that chainsaw. And I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got shit I got to do, man. I got to go do something else. You know anything a chainsaw else, at a molecular anything level? Anything else, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything. Um, yeah, so that's basically the summary of my dad and I fucking trolling each other. He trolls me just as much, so I can't. I'm really. sure he got me. You know what he got me for Christmas this year? He got me um, uh, diapers. What? He just got me oh, a, diapers. Diapers. Just got me a package of diapers. So I'm I'm opening up presents in front of my children. And I open up a present for my dad, and it's a package of diapers. He's like, oh, little oh, baby needs some diapers. Like, oh, little yeah, baby, oh, baby needs some diapers. I'm like. You're like, I own the DD house. I'm locking the door. (laughs) My kids, my girls are like, why did grandpa get you diapers? I'm like, don't, don't Don't, worry about it. We can't, we can't. Grandpa and I have a different relationship. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, you guys need these. You're nine, Nara. Get upstairs. (laughs) It's a a heritage thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Diapers heritage. Got you diapers. I can't wait. I can't wait for my kids to troll me when I'm fucking old. (laughs) Oh, you're gonna get them good. I mean, honestly, like I can't wait to be at Nara's wedding and you give the speech. Oh, I can't wait. Hopefully I'm alive that long. You know what I mean? You should be. I hope so. I mean that's only like it's not that yeah, ten years from now. She's ten, so I don't know. Twenty might be a bit early, but sure. Twenty two. We'll call that. Twelve years from now. Fucking better be that's here a, 20 years from I now. I think so, yeah. yeah. Jeez. I don't know. No, that's 12 years from now. Not 20 funny. years from now. Either way. 12 Either years. Way. you got 12 years. How old's your dad? 70? 59. Oh, shit. He's yeah. young. How old's your dad? Yeah, probably 65. Yeah. But his mom's still alive. My mom's mom's still alive. I can't wait because we're going to go huck. I'm going to go huck him out of a plane in Normandy for the 80th anniversary. <laughs> I can't wait to see that dude. Yeah, but he's, he loves he tandeming. tandeming. I know. Like, it's not even like a troll. Anyway. He's I just am. like, no, he got six it. tandems I can't today. wait. It's going to be awesome. He's going to have a blast, man. Like, he's going to have a blast. Like, did he get did he get a tandem when we were in Arizona? I yeah, he got two he got in a day. Because oh, we, were, that's right. we were making fun of him like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, at least two. Yeah, yeah he's like he's like, I'm going yeah, again. He's going again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he and he had two before that, so he's up to like four, yeah. I think, so far. Four tandems. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be down in Lake Havasu. That's where he's that's where he's moving to. He's gonna With go his Del Sol. I guess. I don't know what he's doing, man. <laughs> he has his convertible CRX. Is he still dating that one, Jack? No. Uh, no, no he's, too bad. He's, he was down there flirting he's with back, all that. back on the market. Yeah, he's back on the market. I just love listening to him talk about his ladies. Like, oh, she'll solo dirt bike, cross-country yeah. dirt bike. Yeah. 50 dirt. miles by herself on the dirt bike. <laughs> yeah. What, what, is he, yeah. what is he telling you? She's amazing. Is this a, co- is this a code? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what he looks for. He's like, oh, the, you know. The, her back's strong she's, on She's got power. a Harley. She's got a Harley. And you're like, maybe judge your women based on more substantive <laughs> issues than like whether or not they got a Harley, dude. Just food for thought. I don't yeah. know. I was trying to force feed him uh, uh, some ladies down there in, in uh, that were in this – that. The CPI yeah. with us I was like, yeah, I'll go talk to her. What are you doing? He's like, oh, well, 
Why, why are you trying to do that to me? I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What like, are you doing? You're not getting any younger. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, he's, you can, based off the amount of ladies he's got in, in the mix, though, he's in, his libido is not having any issues, which is just good to know. It's good to know. And you're still 77, still getting after it. Yeah. Oh, man. You lucky. still got a donkey stable? My wife, my wife's so lucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lucky. <laughs> lucky her. You just point to your dad, dear. Be like, that's what you got to look forward yeah. to. You're yeah. lucky. No, I do. I do that all the time. I'm like, hey, huh? belt and suspenders. That's what you got in your future. Check that out. Double up. Double bubble. <laughs> Double bubble. <laughs> yeah. What's so? What's first on the on the kind of the the wedding priorities post wedding? Like, what's what the, do you do now? What's the Once, big, you know, life's over. What are you looking forward to? Is like the hunts. Like, you guys went on some amazing hunts this year. So, what are you guys like thinking about hunt wise? I don't, I don't know. We're in uncharted territory here. I don't know what to do anymore. You guys have anything like you want to go out like a hunt that you want to do, like Bob Marshall or some fucking crazy hunt that you want to do together? I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff we want to do, but like I don't know. We we did so much leading up to this, yeah, that we were like we don't have anything planned right now. Like huh. Maybe they'll take That's up cool. knitting or yeah, a little little sedentary life, crochet, crochet, Ooh. yeah, painting, some doilies. yeah, I don't painting. Know. You can do some painting. Trying to see if we're gonna move back to Utah yeah, first. Try idea. try and get that that old bell and whistle taken care of first before we. Yeah, I'll be the only one left in Texas, so I can't go anywhere. No, it's too much compound. construction. Yeah, yeah, you got a compound. You got too many yeah. farms. I, I just built a shed too. Like I can't go anywhere. I just got a shed done. Yeah. What's your? Uh, I was gonna ask you guys. What's your uh, recommended? Because you work. With vets, you're on their board. Yeah. Have you ever talked about that? Have you ever talked about your experience with with any of this stuff? You know, I would like. I think I need to come on. I would like to bring Marcus or yeah, Amber on cool. with me, yeah. so we can both unpack that whole thing to this to this audience. Like, because no, I mean, I mean, I've had a few people on and talked loosely about it, but we've made a lot of uh, insanely large headway, both right. in the legal side, congressional, you know, side, as well as the medical study side, you know, the Ibogaine medical study is finally published and that's a big deal. Yeah. I think that there's this undercurrent of psychedelic use in the medical world. I think a lot of it honestly is being led by veterans. Yeah. To make point has already yeah. happened. Yeah. It's, it's everything sliding. It's a bipartisan issue. Both sides of the fence are for it. Mm. So, I mean, now it's just a matter of time. And seeing where seeing where we can get with it. Yeah, I, th I think it's uh, it's a good thing for veterans to kind of take point on because um, in a lot of ways you don't have much to lose, but you also have the most to gain. Mm -hmm. um, and you're you kind of need um, it, it's a courageous act, I, th I think, to to go through some of this stuff. You know, you know, you talk about some of your experiences that you've had, whether that be with psilocybin or ibogaine and. Or, or DMT, um, and it's kind of scary shit for, for a lot of people to hear you talk about these things, you know what I mean? And it, <clears throat> But I think guys who have, you know, been downrange or have gone through some of the, the mental issues that they've had in their life are, are pretty well suited to, to kind of go into this uncharted territory. Um, 
and I'm, I'm really interested to see where it goes in the next 10 years is they're starting to, um, there's people in organizations that are talking about mapping the DMT space right mm. now and trying to do that oh. and, um, uh, you know, move forward, uh, and do extended state DMT trips. Like, could you yeah, imagine they that? that? Yeah, um, they've been, they've a, been slow dripping to you, yeah. five of own, keeping somebody in that state for <clears> an hour plus. Which, you know, it, uh, yeah, could you imagine? You imagine I've 10 never hours done in DMT, that? Yeah. But I would imagine that it's like, you know, it yeah, makes I, me wonder, I, like, heard you know, we, stories. as far as exploration goes, like, we've, we've, gone to just about everywhere on earth that you can go and yeah, like no, is this the next frontier the next, yeah. you know is this the <clears> final frontier that yeah. we that we're going to be going into is this like the true um travel to different dimensions mm. is, is through things like this um and uh, it's kind of exciting yeah have uh, you ever talked about your ayahuasca in open forum like on podcasts or anything yeah a little bit um yeah. but it, but it's one of those things um people are either uh, there's a very small percentage of people that are like turned on to it and, and curious about it. Um, but uh, most people, I, I, I think it's just a little bit past them to like really have an interest in it because I don't think that a lot of people feel like they need it or are interested or it's scary. Um, <clears throat> and you're starting to see a lot more people um, in certain discovery spaces. Like I think of Graham Hancock, who's um, oh, yeah. really become mainstream over the last decade. Who's, you know, done ayahuasca 200 different times, 200 times. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's, well, he, he's done it a lot. Um, but <clears throat> it's funny. You look at him and how, how much he has moved forward. Uh, you know, the ancient civilizations <laughs> conversation over the course of the last few years here is coming from a guy who's, you know, written books about communicating, uh, through his mind with different dimensions and different time periods. Uh, he, he's written a number of nonfiction books, but he also wrote a fiction book about this person in the modern era who's uh, sharing brain space with like a, a cave person and they're like living parallel existences. Uh, um, like mm -hmm. that, that stuff doesn't come unless um, without the influence of, of DMT and, and ayahuasca there. And um, I'm, I'm curious, like, I would definitely throw my hand in the ring as far as one of these extended state DMT trips. Really? Yeah. 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 I'm totally down to, to give that a shot. Um, and I think I was talking to you about it. One of the, I haven't done anything in a while, um, which is also a good thing. You do this stuff for a while and, or, or you do it a couple of different Get times. stuck and, in the freaking middle ground. <clears> well, the, the, either that or, yeah. or sometimes I think you're just like, which is, you know, the point of it I, in a lot of ways is like, feel like you don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, like it, it serves its purpose. You know, right. you, you deal with all of uh, your mental angst or demons or whatever you want to call it. And then you don't really feel like you need to do it anymore. And, um, and then it just kind of becomes an explorative thing, but you don't necessarily have to go back into that. Um, but it does feel like a place. It feels like, uh, a location that you can go to that hmm. is uh, dimensional. And the more you do it, the more kind of similarities that you start to see pop up in some similar things, um, which is freaky uh, to have to contemplate that for a little bit. And, right. and some of the stuff that you start seeing in, within that space, um, it offers up as many questions as it does answers. Um, and, you know, you have to contemplate whether or not you want, like how much of your life do you want to give to this other mm. space and dimension um especially when you've got a whole bunch of stuff to do in reality 
Yeah, I think I, I think it's one of the most interesting topics that we don't really talk about very often in open forum. But I've seen there's such a stigma to it. There's, there's a, a huge, huge stigma. stigma to it. We've seen hey, I've seen so many of my friends where this is like turn their life around. Like it's turn their life around. Like they've gone from alcoholic, suicidal to a positive yeah. non like non drinker to so over five hundred grant my recipients life. of like, vets, you know, that have been well we can't be attached. We like we have to be objective, right? So I, I I like to deal in objectivity in the sense of when you hear an overwhelming majority of people saying very positive things. And my own personal experience with psilocybin was life changing. Like it was like very life changing. And you can't discount the and by no means are we like promoting it in that circumstance. We're just saying these are our experiences as you know, guys that have been to war, come back, dealt with the realities of our life and then tried to overcome a bunch of shit. And uh, you know, I think I think it, it's it's worth I think a consistent topic and theme of unpacking like what are the benefits? What are people seeing? Like especially vets. I mean, vets is so involved. I mean, this is what they do. Yep. Right? So, and vets stands for veterans exploring treatment solutions. Yeah. We can't vet be solutions.org. We can't be married to this previous negative stigma. Like we have to be married to the fact that our friends are seeing huge positive results yep. and they're fucking saving lives. It's been over 500 grant recipients positively affected by this that, right. are, that have done the done different different parts of it so. well and it's definitely something within our community that it's there and we're talking about it all the time yeah. but it's also something we haven't really talked about openly on the show very often <laughs> which i think no, i'll is bring marcus and amber to. out here and I, th yeah. I think we dive into everything that's been accomplished over the last 48 months or uh yeah 48 yeah. months yeah and and i <clears throat> always think the more um different types of people that we've talked to um i think of one uh, nfl player that you brought to the office um, a couple years ago. Robert Gallery. Yeah. And he was like, <clears throat> he was saying he was on the point of being suicidal, like he had severe brain damage, and he was like flipping a light switch. It's, I mean, one of my best friends, like, like, like I know this like from him, was this was it. Like, like he was like, I, I've got nothing left. I got nothing left in the tank. Like, I've tried multiple treatment centers, I've tried have done everything like he's, he's in pain right like a pain starts with pain and then it goes to opioid addiction and then it's really like it's it's a um it's shame yeah. right it's like shame in the addiction shame in the weakness and then it's like fuck it like i'm out and well pulled the emergency handle and was like i'm gonna try it and it saved his life like, yeah it's just awesome. fucking saved his life yeah okay like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, at this point, it's like, okay, there's there's too many case studies and examples and you have to be objective in it and then we have to talk about it. Yeah. So, And you look at what what do we, we as veterans kind of struggle with or across, what are some tendencies that you can kind of see across the board? <clears throat> Addiction is a bit, whether that be Huge. alcohol, opioids, whatever, um, and purpose. Um, and, you know, specifically, Ibogaine treats addiction better than literally anything on planet Earth. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, whether it be psilocybin, uh, DMT, a lot of what these things do, um, 
or or the byproduct of them of having to deal with them. I'm sure all of you guys will agree with this. Uh, is you get connected to everything. You feel like you're a part of the one yeah. mm-hmm. of the all in all of everything. And when you become connected to that, or when you understand that there's a connection to yeah, so much whole, more than what's overview. in the physical realm, it really helps your understanding of purpose because you feel connected to everything. Right. It's a really wonderful expansion opener for anybody, whether you've gone through incredibly traumatic things or you're in a rut in your life to be like, Oh my God, like I'm connected to everything on planet earth. Like this is so cool. And you know, maybe even beyond that, maybe, you know, connected to things across the universe or in different dimensions. Like it, it opens your aperture for life up so much that you can't help, but have this like childlike wonder and awe about how you're living. Um, and I don't know, like, who doesn't, who wouldn't want to have that in their life, you know? I don't know. I think, I think it's a, a, one, I think it's a super complex topic that just more, it's like us diving in and really like unpacking it with a lot of different people. Um, it's good to have you guys back. It's good yeah, to have yeah. you back in Salt Lake. Uh, good episode. We'll look forward to Brian jumping on the show and the next episode and then having Logan back for another round. So thanks a lot, Black Rock. Peace, love.